Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, children of all ages. It's the circus. Musical theater lovers. Musical theater lovers of all ages. It's the circus. How you doing, Kevin? I'm feeling pretty good today. Good morning, Robert. It's it a good a dawn. Nice Thursday morning. The windows are open. The trees have been cleaned up. The, uh, wow. the limbs have been and Astoria, man. It was great. I mean, there. I mean, maybe you saw pictures, but there was full limbs, full trees. You know, over Robbie Roselle posted a picture. I just couldn't believe Folks, it. Folks, um, to, yeah, to quote to wild. quote Sophia Petrillo in Golden Girls, "There's a hurricane a coming." <laughs> um, so I saw you, but was that on your street there? I saw trees turned over on cars. Oh yeah. No, that was, uh, in the story, but not, not down the street a little bit. Yeah. It was, it was wild. Wow. It was pretty, uh, it was a little crazy. Yeah. I, I thought it was nice. I thought I was going to have to board up my windows. My whole apartment was shaking. <laughs> really? Yeah. Seriously. Um, it was actually, I was like, this is terrifying. Yeah. I was like, what a way to go, eating Ben and Jerry's, <laughs> watching Golden Girls. <laughs> I was going to say Golden Girls, that's what was on. Always. I was like, I want to go out with a s- smile on my face and a song in my heart. Robert, I saw a really cool picture uh, that I actually did not believe was real when I saw it. Will you please tell our listeners, relating to this topic, what that is that you, did you end oh, up buying it? of course, my friends. Did I have to what? Did you buy it? Oh, Yes, I did. Well, folks, this past weekend was my first time out of my apartment since early March. Um, mm-hmm. I have not gone anywhere. I feel like I'm, I'm like in a prison cell over here, but a nice rent-controlled prison cell um, <laughs> with laundry in the building and a gym, if anyone's interested in subletting at some point. Uh, <laughs> so, so I went off to Bucks County, Pennsylvania to visit my uncle. Um, Bucks County, if you if you know from our history, um, is a very fertile theatrical ground. It not only has Ooh. the Bucks County Playhouse, it ha- it was the home to both George S. Kaufman and Oscar Hammerstein II. Guess what I did? I went to both of their houses. How fun. Actually, I I've, I've, I've vacationed in Bucks County. I went to New Hope. I love it there. It's so yeah. beautiful, that little town on the river where the playhouse is. Tell us about 
what the because it's a museum, isn't the Hammerstein House a, little, a bit of a museum? It's and an it, inn, preserved, it's a, and yes, you can see his writing table and all exactly. Of that. It's an it's an inn. It's preserved. So I went in, um, and uh, of course because of COVID, there was nobody there except um, a young girl. And I was like, "Hi, is it, I'm, can I see the house?" And she's like, "Sure." She goes, "My mom uh, owns the inn." But uh, I'm having my birthday party here. <laughs> She's like, so if you if you come on in, Aww. he's like, please, you know, there's a birthday party. I was like, so I was like, I kind of I wanted to spend more time there, but it was her and her friends, and I was like, I don't want to so like intrude. So I went in. <laughs> I saw his piano. I sat at his piano. Um, so cool. I sat on that porch. Remember where like, there's a famous photo of him like, mm-hmm, writing mm-hmm, on the typewriter. Mm-hmm. I sat there. I sat in the rocking mm-hmm. chair. Um, it was very cool. It was very cool. It was, and you you, oh. can, you can feel the history when you walk in. Yeah, I've got to go. I can't believe I've never, I've never gone. I'm going to find out how much a room at the inn is, and I'm going to... I know. What a fun way to visit. I mean, right? that's, that's really cool. I didn't know it turned into an inn. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, and then I went to George S. Kaufman's um, estate, which is, mm-hmm. also an, which is also an inn as well. Um, <laughs> but also, it was just, it's so cool. So I, I did that. Mm. But there's also, uh, Bucks County has, I think, some of the oldest and largest antique shops in the country. And so, so much I, fun. So I went through one and I was browsing around, browsing around, and I looked over and there were the four golden girls in a beautiful brown frame matted in a baby pink, which made me so happy. Mm-hmm. And it's all autographed. And so I was like... Signed. 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 Each one is like signed. Each one of them on their picture. I cannot get over it. And my, uh, my, I, my, I will have no problem telling you, I, I paid only $350 for it. I paid only $350 for it. And my friend was like, did you haggle? And I said, absolutely. I said, the guy wanted $250. And I said, but this is, <laughs> I said, but this is B. Arthur. $350. <laughs> So, and I, and I took it. Oh man, I fell for that hook, blind, and I took it. Good, Rob. But yeah, so now yeah. the girls, all four of them, signed, looking over me. Oh my goodness! And I'm, I'll, I'll post a photo. It's on my Instagram, but I'll, I'll I'll post another photo because I'm I'm really proud of them. So yeah, that's. I love it. I those, love it. What a those good are my ladies. My favorite pastime is uh, thrifting. So that's what something I love to do. We go to antique malls uh, and stores like that. And you never know. I mean, I found my, my Follies, you know, concert album signed by Barbara Cook, Elaine Sturch, and Stephen Sondheim. I mean, still can't believe that. You know, you never know what you're going to find in these places. It's so much that's, fun. It, that is incredible. It's and so much it, fun. I love I, that you have that purchase. It's, it's really so funny. In honor, of, in honor of Sutton in some way, I thought of her this weekend. I, oh, yeah? Yes. I, for the first time in my life... It's a kind of honor in your wife and in honor of Buddy Hackett. I had mm. a crystal ball reading. <laughs> You're right. She would love that. That's I awesome. did. I was, I was almost going to take. Wow. Well, you know what? Was I that want... at the thrift store at the antique mall as well? No, I was going to. I asked to take a selfie with the, with the fortune reader. And he was like, no, you can't. Because I was going to take it and send it to Sutton and be like, look what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, no, I got. Awesome. I had my crystal ball read. Wow. Um, and and the, uh, where was this? Was this in Pennsylvania, in Bucks County? This was right across the street from the Bucks County Playhouse. I, I know exactly. We know exactly which store okay. you're talking about. We've been there, and Sutton. We cannot wait to go back again. There's awesome uh, occult stores there. Yes. Yeah, I had I had some time to kill, and I was like, I've never done this before. So I walk in, and the there's a, it's only a guy behind this behind plexiglass now because of COVID. So it's like right. those old prison movies where you're like talking to them yes. on the phone. <laughs> this guy's he's a big boy. He's like 400, 450 pounds, right? And he's got tats all over himself with a shaved head. Nice. And I'm like, you obviously are very familiar, I think, with our penal system. 
So I sat, I sat, I sat down and I said to him, he goes, uh, I, I swear to you, he talked just like this. I'm not, I'm not making this up. He goes, hello, my name is Robert. Uh, I'm fourth generation psychic. My great grandmother, Edith, she was the first psychic. Uh, so I'm the fourth psychic. Please excuse the smell of fried shrimp. I just had lunch. And I looked over and there was a styrofoam container of like fried shrimp. And I was like, oh, he really did just have lunch. Um, and so he did a crystal ball reading and he was scarily perceptive, but he told me something that um, I, I just don't like. I said, to, oh no. I, I said to him, I'm like, so, you know, like he goes, um, he goes, the reason a lot of bad things happen to you in this life is because in your last life, you were a soldier and you got killed in war, but you killed a lot of people brutally. And the residue of that is what's carrying over into this life. I was like, I was a soldier. <laughs> I don't really. Wow. It's so specific. It's so. What, right. what war? Cause right now in my present life, I'm fighting the battle of the bulge. <laughs> Get oh it? my God. That's a, that's oh a Tony Fields God. joke. kids. That's a Tony Fields joke. There it is. There and it so is. I said to, he said, but he goes, but you can get rid of this. I said, well, how do you get rid of the bad residue? I said, well, how do you mm-hmm. do it? Needless to say, it involved giving him $900. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I, I'll just stick with my bad luck. I'll take my bad juju. But you I, know what? You should, you should get a tarot card reading. Sutton does tarot card readings. You should. Uh, well, that's the next it. thing it's I want to do. really cool. I, well, then, I, I got to, I can hook you up. Did, has she done one for you? She did actually. Yeah. When she, you, yeah. Cause now she's really, she started her own business and she's, it's uh yeah, she's really, it's, you know, it's what a would thing be f- she's got a partner that she do, does crystal work as well. So folks, if you want to have your tarot card read, we can, we can hook you up with sudden, but I, <laughs> I think we should, Crawford. I think we <laughs> should do it at all. <laughs> I think we should do one episode, Kevin, where she does our, she does our cards together. It's very interesting. It's, uh, you know, and I'm completely skeptic about everything. And so I'm, but I love it and I support her and I think it's really cool that I've learned w- a lot about it actually. So I think it's really, it's really interesting. I was fully, so, yeah, inv- it is fun. I was fully invested until I heard $900. And then yeah, I was that's like, when nah. you're then like, like, nah, no, now no, I'm no. skeptical. Now I'm skeptical. No, 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 no. There's a way, there's a holistic way of uh, that, that people, you know, come about it actually with other, in other art forms that uh, the crystal ball, I've never actually, I don't know much about that i know more about the tarot and crystals and i don't know i don't know a lot about the crystal ball except there were fried shrimp remnants all over the ball so i don't know if if he saw exactly everything he needs Mm, to see he kept he kept saying you're gonna go into the sea you're gonna be plucked from the sea (laughs) i I think you're reading the shrimp sir you're smelling the salt air i think you're fake salt air oh never mind sorry But he wouldn't take a selfie with me. Oh, my God. So anyway, folks, the ne- one of the episodes you're going to hear, Sutton will come on and she will give us, she'll do our cards. Love it. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, totally. She'd love okay. that. I, I would um, love it. So do you have a favorite thing? I do, but we also have trivia. Do you want to talk about trivia? Oh, my goodness. That's right. Of course. We, we took off. I mean, we're going to go every other week now. Because so yes. we took a break. We took a break. Saturday night is trivia night, folks. Saturday night, 8 o'clock, trivia night. Theme is musicals of the 1960s. Woohoo! Are you excited? I actually am excited. Um, I I'd sent, I'd told Rob that I was going to do a category of off-Broadway musicals, but after doing some research, there's, I just, it's, it's not enough musicals that are known, and it's just, <laughs> no, really, am I going to sing a song from Cindy? And everyone's going to be like, oh, yes. 
there's there's that off probably hit Cindy. No, I was gonna say, how many songs from the Secret Life of Walter Mitty can you do? Exactly. I mean, that's we could do we could do you know a little bit of Fantastics, and then we can do a little more Fantastics, mm. and then so uh, the cat. I have another fun category, and I think it'll involve composers who had uh, flops in the sixties, even though they even though they had hits before or after. So hit composers with flop shows. Oh my god, I can't wait! I can't wait. Yeah. I'm so excited. And you're going to sing, right? Yeah, I'll sing and play. We'll That's sing. all that matters. Kevin sounds <laughs> so good. Off. Everyone loves when you sing, Kevin. Your voice well, is like 60s, butter. There's, this is fun because you get to, I mean, this is the, the fun decade. I mean, I, I feel like I, we're, we're already doing 60s. We're going to want to do it again because it's so many great shows. It's hard to pick. Will we get to hear any Jack Cassidy? <laughs> why can't i walk away yes uh, maggie flynn of course my goodness no i did that i think that was like the very first trivia we ever had i think i uh I did yes I walk but there's, away. there's no reason why you can't do it again is all i'm saying <laughs> who doesn't want to hear maggie flynn not, there's nothing wrong with the revival so yeah so the 60s are our theme this week saturday 8 p.m uh, once again, you can go onto our Instagram, find out how you can pay, or I can tell you right now. You can send me on Venmo $5. You can do it on PayPal at robwschneider at gmail.com. Um, or you can go and donate to our organization this week, which is CLASP, which um, helps low-income people have legal representation. Um, and uh, you can donate to them directly and then just send us a screenshot and we'll send you the Zoom code. But we're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to yeah, hearing Kevin it's going to be fun. We're going to have some fun stuff. You're going to have some, some fun clips as always and as always folks even if you don't know all the shows it's still always a good time because we like to entertain and gossip and chat with everybody see our faces it's really fun it's nice to see uh to put a, a face with all of the names that we see all the time nope <laughs> yes it is <laughs> yes it is it is fun to see everyone's faces <laughs> sorry Bob just made a face and it got me good sorry. you crack me up sir uh, um, you crack me up no, it is. Yeah, it so is. join us Saturday it night, is. Uh, and we're gonna for a good pause, and uh, and uh, we look look forward to seeing y'all there. I agree. I'm I am excited to see everybody. I'm also excited to jump into favorite things this week. Are you ready? Bring drop some bruises. Yeah, whiskers on kittens. Um, I'll go first because mine's go just first. like a. I, I'm surprised we haven't ever talked about it. It's one of those uh, items that I, I think you'll find that you're gonna agree with me. But you know, when we were kids growing up before the internet. <laughs> I feel like one of those people, but you know, back in the day, yeah, when we went to the library to get books, but you know, well, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have all that stuff. And I only say that because there were certain, there were certain VHS cassettes and certain videos that were very indelible in our sort of musical theater upbringing, mm -hmm. um, especially in, in the eighties. Um, I think where there were, there wasn't a lot, you know, the hate, I mean, hello. I mean, your friend Becky, I remember um, had the Mr. <laughs> Producer video the other day yes. or the other month at the beginning of COVID. And I remember her posting videos of it on, on Instagram. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I, I love that Mr. Producer video. And this is not my favorite thing today, but um, my favorite thing is with that same producer though, Cameron McIntosh. Um, you know, it, very rarely do we get, actually get to see the process of musicals being made before the year 1990 or the year, you know, 2000 even. You know, we have Hamilton, the back, you know, understanding how they made Hamilton, which is on Disney Plus now. But, you know, a big epic show like, like Miss Saigon, for instance, to have a documentary about the making of that um, would be very interesting. Uh, and it is. And they did make a documentary. And so the documentary I would like to talk about is The Heat is On, The Making of Miss Saigon. Um, a, th I, this is one of the first documentaries uh, of theater I ever saw when I was a kid. Um, I 
loved the show, of course, because it was right, you know, I was the perfect age to enjoy and uh, the first CD, the second CD, I didn't listen to as much. Um, but the heat is on the making of Saigon. It goes through the process. It has Cameron McIntosh, Nicholas Heitner, the, the director, Claude Michel, the, the composer, uh, Claude Michel Schoenberg and Alan Bobliel, the writer, a little bit of Richard Malpe Jr. peppered in there, of course. Um, and Alea Salonga, of course, is very heavily featured in it. She's like a, a teenager. I mean, she's like 16 um, or younger, uh, very young at the time. Um, and she was discovered, even though she had put it in an album when she was like 10, but she was, uh, for all, all intents and purposes, you know, worldwide discovered in this. Um, and it just goes, it's very, you know, very raw. And it's, you know, no one made documentaries back then. Um, and it goes through the creation of the musical. They actually go to the Philippines. You see them meeting Leia. You see the composer at the piano teaching the music. Um, you see them going through the casting process. You see her friend go with her, who is eventually cast as Gigi, I believe, goes with her to London. You see that rehearsal process with Jonathan Price. Um, and it's just really fascinating. To, to, it's only I think, 80 minutes long. Uh, it's on YouTube. So if you just type in, um, you know, uh, the, the heat is on the making of Miss Saigon, that you might not see that. You'll, you might see it come up in like a couple parts, like part one, and then it'll take you to part two. Or if you see one that is about uh, in a little over 70 minutes, uh, and it says uh, Vietnam Brockway, B-R-O-K-W-A-Y, misspelled. But that is the full video. You'll see that there, and it'll say Miss Saigon making. Um, but um, if it looks like an, a video from the 1980s that uh, you have to press the tracking button on the VCR, then, then you, you got the right video. Um, but, you know, this is, uh, it, it's a, it definitely is an insight into musicals of the 80s, the epic musical, but how at the core behind the helicopter and all of the craziness, there were just a bunch of people trying to put on a show. Uh, and I think it's a really cool insight and a view into that in that little period of time. So, dun I don't think I've ever seen it. Wait, really? I thought because I actually had to look up if we had talked about it before years ago. I know it exists. It so, yeah, I know it exists. I've never seen it. It's easy. It's an easy watch. It's like it's seventy minutes long. It's so worth it. It's really interesting, and to see all these people. I mean, I eventually would be in Les Mis with Leia and get to know her really well, and and to to see you know, them back then, you know, younger, you know, including, you know, Nicholas Heitner and all of Karen McIntosh and all these people that now 30 years later have become, you know, just still so the top of their game. But this is, you know, yeah, interesting, fun. I, I am so excited by that. I think that is just marvelous. I know I'm, I'm, I need something to watch. Yay. So now I know what I'm watching. <laughs> I know what yes. I'm watching now. So what happens now? You're going to watch Miss Saigon. That's it. Okay, Maybe, I, like I, nice. I should have done the commercials. They should. I, they should have had commercials for this. Now, this wasn't a. This wasn't a theatrical release, right? This was like on PBS or something, right? No, well, I want to say it was VHS? like the BBC. I think it was BBC uh, or something like that, because it, it was obviously it's very you know uh, UK based. Uh, you know everything. It's not. It's not like the Broadway. They don't go to the Broadway side of things. It's. They don't talk about the controversy and all that. It's very much. It's about the making of it to West End. I believe. I, oh uh, yeah, so it yeah. Seems like it's. It's more of a UK focus thing. Amazing. Yeah, well, the controversy didn't really happen until it hit America. Mm -hmm. But London was fine. With with, equity. Yeah, with with, with, with Mm -hmm. Mr. Price. Mm -hmm. I I liked his performance. Sorry, I think he was... So, so culturally it'll never happen it's it's so wrong but it's, no. it, his performance is if you can see the museum piece of the era it is a good performance yeah, i don't know what really else is. yes yes yeah. um, okay sir do you have a favorite thing 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I do have a favorite thing. And this was also one I was like, I have to look this up to see if we've ever talked about it before. I think we've mentioned it a few times, usually as a punchline to a joke. Um, and I was like, maybe <laughs> I should. Dinner theater? <laughs> no, no, they can. I have nothing to say to beef and boards. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, But I was like, we. I should look this up and see if it's actually something that we've like talked about. We have not. And I went. I was to find. It's on Apple Music, so I was like, I'm going to listen to it. And I'm also on Spotify now. I did join the Spotify Revolution as well, and it's on there too. And I was like, let me listen to this. And I was like, oh, this is actually a really fun score. This is a very fun score. This show. This show is Charles Strauss's Mayor, the musical. Yep. Mayor yep. the musical. Yep. So folks, for Thank those of you. you that are unaware, which okay, I liked it a lot. So folks, I was watching a documentary a few <laughs> weeks ago, which is great. It's on uh Netflix. You should watch it called Koch, which is a documentary about the mayor of New York City in the 70s and 80s or late 70s early 80s, um mm-hmm. Ed Koch, um who right. was this gregarious larger than life figure. Um who uh, wrote an autobiography and they decided to make the, uh, the autobiography into a musical while he was still in office. And uh, he was very supportive of this and loved this idea. In fact, he was the one that had the idea in the first place to make his book into a musical. Shocking. Um, well, he is, uh, he's a very interesting and very interesting guy. He did a lot of great stuff for the city and then a lot of horrible stuff for the city. Um, and the movie Koch, the documentary really shows that one of the things that's really hard to grapple with, like since time has gone on is he did very little during the AIDS crisis. And mm. one of the, and one of the reasons that people said that is because he himself was never married. He was a confirmed bachelor. Um, mm-hmm. And the feeling was that he was himself gay and that if he were to align himself with the gay cause, people would know it. Um, so, and, and in fact, and in fact, just to show you a little bit of anti like homophobia at this time, um, there was a, he he ran against Andrew Cuomo a lot, and the Cuomo campaign put out a slogan that said "Vote for Cuomo, not the homo." So <gasps> that's take a look, folks. Take a look at the documentary. But that's not wow. what we're that's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today is the musical Mayor. So thank you. It, it was done uh, in 1985. It was done. Yep. Uh, Charles Strauss wrote the score. Bye bye, Birdie, Annie. Ian Albert, personal favorite I know of Kevin's. <laughs> um, and it had this... Nightingale. Off- 
Nightingale and the Sarah book was Brightman's big Sarah story. Brightman's yeah. big thing. Um, and the book was by Warren Light. Um, Warren Light uh, uh, is probably it's interesting. He wrote this musical, but never really ne- did another musical again. But he wrote such plays like Sideman, Sideman, Sideman yeah. right? And he was a showrunner on um, Law and Order, Special Order. Victims Unit. So I mean, this guy's had like an amazing, amazing career. But this was his. He was very, very young, and this was his first musical. Now I will say, there's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm in this musical that if you were around at the time, you probably will get a big laugh out of it. Um, because there's jokes about like Bess Meyerson and Leona Helmsley. And if you're that like New Yorker song, isn't there like a song? Yes. Like yes. New Yorker? But I will say folks, I like a lot of this score. I like a lot of this score. It's going to feel very much like commu- the orchestrations. I'm sorry. Are going to sound very much like, you know, community theater reduced band. <laughs> like there's a lot of, like there's a lot of synth, there's a lot of synth. It was 1985. They had just they had just started putting yes. the synths into orchestration, so they got a little excited. They got a little they got a little over synth zealous. I think a little bit in the in the mid 80s. I, I think I they got a little. <laughs> I mean, while I, I'm looking up in my orchestration book, who did the orchestrations from there? <laughs> I'm sorry if I if I've offended somebody. I apologize. No. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so it started off Broadway at the top of the gate in Greenwich Village, um, which I think is uh, the building I know is still there. Then um, it moved to Broadway. Name the theater that it moved to when it moved to Broadway. This is like a small, little, sweet, little, tiny show. Music box? I don't know. No, listen to this. Tell me, can you tell, can you tell me where this is located? I should have asked you that. I should have asked you where it's located. Can you tell me where the Latin Quarter theater is located on broadway oh the latin quarter theater i have uh, no i have no okay i'll tell you where it is now do you know where the m&m shop is oh my god wow that used to be the latin quarter wow. and before that it was called the princess um and so it moved it moved over there it ran for about 70 performances um and they got a couple of you know um drama desk nominations i don't think they got any tony nominations I think the score, like I said, there's going to be a lot of like pop culture references. So if you don't know who Abe Beam was, you might want to have Google ready to take a look <laughs> with you. But there are some amazing songs in this, including You Can Be a New Yorker Too. Yeah. March of, the, March of the Yuppies, mm-hmm. which I think is very funny. Which is, And some of this stuff I find so interesting because it's kind of timeless. Like this idea, this whole song, March of the Yuppies, is all about gentrification. And I'm like, that don't go away. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. There's a great song called Chutzpah. <laughs> Chutzpah. Um, a fabulous song called The Last I Love New York Song, which, yeah. is make, which is making fun of all the different I Love New York songs that were around at the time. Um, and a song at the end called My City, not to be confused with Seesaw, but another version of My City. I think it's a little charming. I think it's a little jewel box. I love an 80s synth. Um, Lenny Wolpe plays, uh, we should get him on this show. Mm-hmm. He's had such a career. He played, um, uh, Ed Koch and yeah. apparently Ed Koch loved the show and was disappointed that it didn't run longer. Um, so, uh, <laughs> g- good for Ed Koch, who I think I'm like, listen, you can say what you want about him. He seems like he was, um, a fun guy to be around, a fun guy yeah. to be around and watch that. You can watch the documentary Koch, and then you can take a listen to mayor and get a, get a full recording. And if you don't know who these people are, look them up, especially Leona Helmsley, um, the queen of mean. I was, I was so impressed by like, fascinating, um, like 
she's she, Tova Felch actually has done a one woman show about Leona Helmsley. It's a musical. Really? Yep, we did it at I'm fifty four below. Yep. Wow. Ken Jennings from uh, Sweeney Todd is in this. Oh, you know who else is in this? Uh, no, I, I follow her on on Twitter. I, um, she's a uh, CBS uh, Sunday. Uh, you have, if you watch CBS Sunday Morning, she's a, a, a one of the uh, you know people that is often on there. Nancy Giles is her name. Oh yeah. Woman. So she started out and she did a lot of shows. And I, in fact, I tweeted her because I was like, wait a minute, I see because they had her on it and she was talking about one of her you know clips and I could see the poster in the background of Mayor. And so I tweeted at her. And I was like, Nancy, nice pick, you know, nice poster back there. And she was like, I know, I love doing that show. So I thought. <laughs> that was kind of fun she talked about mayor yeah because i was like because i'm who whoever twitter followers is going to be like hey nice mayor poster and so she and then she wrote back and she was like i love doing that show that was a really fun fun musical thought that was kind of funny i love that now yeah. in frank rich's review um he says that like the score is serviceable with a peppy showbiz lilt to it <laughs> I, I agree it's peppy thanks and he goes thanks. but the lyrics to songs like march of the yuppies how am i doing in chutzpah are often as predictable as their titles. I'm sorry. I don't find them to be predictable. Like, what are you looking for? Like, when you're doing a parody song, what are you looking for? Like, like it shouldn't be obscure. It should be right on the nose. That's the point of it. Now, did Charles Strauss do his own lyrics for this? For he this did. Production? I think he did. That's right. He did yeah. music and lyrics, and I like them, and I think he did a really good job. Okay, so, Rob. Wow. Well, well, we Frank, look forward to seeing this in your next season for so if, uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, maybe I can maybe I can play Ed Koch. I'll play I the think I would I'd pay good money for that. You can be in it too, Kevin. You can be on synth. Thank you. You can synth play one. either synth 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 one or synth seven, whichever <laughs> one you want to play. Um so mine is Mayor, yours is Miss Saigon. And hey, before we go, we have we have sad news. We have some sad news. We will try yeah. to we don't want to end on a, on a down note, but one of mm-hmm. our former guests has passed away um, and a great, great guy. The wonderful Billy Goldenberg uh, passed away. Uh, who we um, got the, Go ahead. Sorry. Yes. No, I was just going to say it was one of my favorite interviews because I was ruminating on it because that was a couple of years ago. And he was one of my favorite interviews because, you know, he was was he the most well-known musical theater composer? No, I mean, but but he was in the room with so many amazing people and he spilled the beans. I just thought he was so honest and open and got, gave us stories that I think that had never been heard before. Yeah, you can go back and take a listen to our interview with him. I mean, his mm-hmm. show for musical theater fans is Ballroom. He wrote the, right. uh, he wrote the, uh, the music to Ballroom um, and gave us one of the most gorgeous songs, 50%, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which is done so often now. Usually by people too young to do it, but that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, okay. And he told great stories about working with Michael Bennett and Dorothy Loudon. But in addition to that, he was B. Arthur's accompanist and had great stories about her. And, be- and best friend. I mean, they were like and best, best friend. friends. And then we didn't cover this because our podcast doesn't cover it. His legacy in the world of pop music, he worked with Streisand. He worked with Elvis. He worked, I think, with Michael Jackson. I mean, the, the number of people that he worked with. And he was this quiet, little, mild-mannered guy. You would have no idea. I, was, it, I found this out. Um, uh, somebody is making a documentary about him. And they're in the process of making the documentary. Um, and I saw that in, in a couple of the obituaries. And then oh, I remembered somebody, wow. the person who's making the documentary reached out to us because they had heard the interview with him. Yeah, that's... Um, 
So yeah. I was like, that's good. I'm, ha- I'm happy. I hope they have enough footage to put everything out because totally. it's, it's kind of, it's wonderful. And so we're yeah, sorry. He was, he was 84 years old, lived a great life. Um, and our concert, a lot of the clips of our ballroom concert that we did at 54 Below is online. So just uh, go on oh, to YouTube. Oh, go check them out. Yeah, yeah, go check them out, friends. And take a look because you get to, I mean, we had a really good cast in that. We had uh, Marilyn May, Leroy Reams, uh, Lonnie Ackerman, Jane Summerhays. Yeah, um, I will be going to check those out. <laughs> it was hang up. It was a, yeah. It was a it was a special oh. one. It was a, it was a special one. So anyway, so go back, uh, take a listen to Billy Goldenberg's um, interview with us, or go listen to Fifty Percent, and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see you on Saturday for trivia: the musicals of the swinging sixties. That's right. We'll see you then. Have All a right, rest of your week, everybody. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.